I like that. I like that. I can I can go with that. You can go with that, right? As sparse as that idea is, uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Was that an insult? It was. It, it was a little one. <laughs> like that was. What? What did you? What it was. You, a, it was. What do you want? A, it was a germ of an idea. Would you? It was a kernel. You came in with a kernel, not even a popped kernel, but a kernel. Would you? Yeah, it's all potential, Bob. <laughs> Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. And today's topic is don't panic. What? What are you talking about, Josh? <laughs> the coronavirus. I, My not, God, I need as much not, toilet paper. No. Josh, we got to go get toilet paper. We're not right, right now. No, no, we're not going to panic. So no. as, as we prepared for this, one of the things Bob and I didn't want to do is there's plenty of content out there. We know many of you are working from home. Maybe you haven't worked from home before. There's a lot of people that have tackled how to handle that, what's going on. What we wanted to do is talk about in trying times in your organization, be it your school, your family, your st- whatever it might be, here's how you as a leader don't panic and help lead that group of people to a resolution. So I think we calmly just hand it over to the episode. Sounds good. Let's do that. All right. On to the episode. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh. I'm Bob Galen. <laughs> Bob is near tears. No, I'm good. He's, oh, you have a soul world to Raleigh on the back of your laptop. I do. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the brand, Bob. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you. You know how they sell prints of like famous paintings? Stop. I'm Just gonna stop. Get you a that, is, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's orange. It's fantastic. Now, that that's more normal. I mean, there's at least normal coloring in it. So for those of you that are scratching your head, wondering why does this matter? Oh, do the Kazi stream. In my in my house, where I do the stream, there's a sizable painting of Sir Walter Raleigh. Like five foot by three foot. Which is sizable. Yeah, it takes up a wall. I, I think am the only human in the universe that likes it. My kids don't like it. Didn't what's the story behind it? Did someone like grab it from a dumpster and then give it to you as a gift? <laughs> No, I thought that was no, no, all seriousness. I thought there was like a dumpster story behind that. No, it was at a company that we were working at uh, many moons ago and we were moving offices and a friend of a coworker there had, had done these paintings and just brought them in to hang up and nobody wanted it. I wanted it. I had a, you did, I did want it. You fought for that. And I had a very good friend who said, now let's stop for a minute. Let's take a picture of this and send it to your wife and make sure she's okay. And we had a human stand next to it so that my wife understood the scale. And and she said, bring it home? She said, okay. She did not the say door, The door was cracked slightly open, and I kicked it. But doesn't she, ha- the doesn't door she hate the it now? Yeah. Once she saw but it. Guess, up close but and guess who bought me this sticker? Who? My wife bought me that sticker. Because she she loves you. Yes. And I got a Sir Walter Raleigh t-shirt that I wear on stream. So she's, oh, I know what she's She's, doing. Oh, I know. What? She's trying to finagle the picture out of the house. That's not going to happen. Yeah, she is. She's she's throwing you other (laughs) Sir Walter Raleigh stuff. 
to get it out. Yeah. Oh, it's not. You don't have no say in the matter. You're going to wake up one morning and it's going to be gone, or it'll be on the stairs. It'll be like moving, and then it'll be downstairs by the door, and then it'll be gone. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. You think you have power in the house? Oh, I know I don't. You have none. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as men, we have no power over the house. All right. So if I were to hear that, I might panic. Right? I, like I might panic. I might say, Bob, no, that can't happen. That's my dearest. That's my dearest painting. Okay, but what should I panic? I don't know. You don't know? No, you should be calm. You should be calm. Okay, so those of you wondering what's happening, what did you just do? It was a stumbling segue to try us to try and get us on topic. That wasn't very smooth. It was. I I know. I'm normally better at that, but you you went so far off the rails. I did. I was off the rails. Yeah, I will give you credit. You're you're a pretty smooth segue. I try most of the time. Yeah, that one was not good. That was pretty rocky. That was like over the train track. I just wanted to get it on topic. You wanted to get us back on because we were wasting air. Time. Yeah, why well, don't want people right. like hitting the stop? So, button. Josh, what is the topic today? <laughs> there it is. Uh, today's topic is don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. What is it? Inspiration? Uh, well, inspiration is just the way the world is today. There are a ton of people uh, there talking about the the end best things you can do to work from home or how to be great at work from home. We even talked about it on our stream last week. Yep. But we're not going to do that. We're just going to talk about in general when things go sideways. How do you not panic? How do you provide as a leader something that your team can look at and say, okay, everything's going to be okay. Maybe the future is a little cloudy, but we're going to make it through. Be it a project that has gone in the wrong direction. Maybe there's some leadership changes. Maybe the, the macroeconomic situation that's happening in our world has people panicked. People need something they can count on, and leaders have an opportunity to step up and provide folks with hope. So I wanted to talk through how that can be done. Well, we have this this coronavirus thing. The other thing is our government. So we're in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying not to make it political. I, I used Trump as an example in one of my writings in a blog post the other day. Mm-hmm. And part of it is political maybe 20% of it, but 80% of it is I'm trying to actually use him as a role model. Mm-hmm. So right now, I think he's a counter role model for leadership by and large. Mm-hmm. Like people are looking. So when things are happening, like, like when there's a chaotic opportunity, yeah. like we're in software, we're behind schedule or we've had a layoff. Mm-hmm. Right, or we're downsizing for some reason, or we lost our biggest customer, or we lost our biggest customer. It's it's this defining moment for leaders, and and I and I actually think there's not much middle ground. You you either um, like, do you remember during nine eleven? These sound political, but they're good examples. Mm -hmm. Remember when Bush. And was he there with Rudy? Was it with Rudy or who? When he, he went to the site. When he went to the site. Yeah. And he had the. And I'm a I'm a, a I'm a Democrat, mm-hmm. so I wasn't that fond of Bush, mm-hmm. but uh, he had the megaphone, and he was rallying the people around him, mm-hmm. and he showed what I thought of as phenomenal leadership then. Mm-hmm. Amidst a time that's very it was very scary, mm-hmm. right? I mean, planes, people were like airlines were shutting down and things like that. The stock market was getting affected, mm-hmm. uh, and 
he so he took the high he was an exemplar mm-hmm. from my point of view and he's sort of settled things down i don't know right. if you remember yeah. but but really we rallied around him and i think when it's a chaotic time like that leaders can differentiate themselves roosevelt during uh pearl harbor mm-hmm. was one of those uh churchill so, so when you were in high school when i was in no i was actually like 30 at the time <laughs> ass sorry <laughs> you were on a roll and i just but you know what i'm yeah. I'm, I'm i'm actually trying to pull out i i know it's not examples in software but i'm i'm actually trying to extrapolate to leadership right yeah. and chaotic leadership um and then there's i'll use the counter example of like trump uh he like he's artificially trying to say it's okay mm-hmm. right yeah like like it being a company we just laid off you know 30% of our staff and a leader jumps up on stage and starts talking about, hey, everything's going to be – so they start blowing smoke up your patoot, mm-hmm. right? And I, I don't think that helps with chaos. Right. I, I don't – there's there's like – the leader can be – the there's no middle ground. You're either leading to settle or you're leading to increase the chaos. Yeah. Uh, you see it now with the stock market. The turbulence in the stock market is like that. I mean, the Fed has taken changes, but why is it, why aren't things settling? Mm-hmm. And I don't think we have that. Le- I don't think we have that leadership example. React to what I'm saying, so uh, and bring us back I, to software I, if you want to. I agree completely on that, and and it's that moment where there's this heavy responsibility. There's actually a second painting that I have. Like I own two paintings. You're bringing it back to the paintings. So there's the Walter Raleigh. Then there's a painting that I have of George Washington kneeling and praying before one of the battles. Ah. Uh. And that painting gets me because I see him kneeling, understanding that he's a leader in that moment. And he's like, holy crap, I've got to figure out how to hold this together and to lead our fledgling country into the future. And I can see it on him. Like I can see it weighing him down with his shoulders. And that's a tremendous weight. And one of the things that I want to make sure that people understand is that it's often not just the CXO that can build that leadership. It's it's the team lead. It's the agile coach. It's the scrum master. It's the product owner that so often eyes turn and look towards them. Absolutely. That it's not just the executive or the VP well, or I think, whoever it I is. I think eyes, I want to amplify what you said. I think eyes are looking for leadership. Yes. I think because you're in a crisis and the shit is hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. And not everyone is a leader. See, the other thing is not everyone is – just because you get elected president of the United States doesn't mean you're a leader. Right. Right? Like, Bush, I didn't agree with his policy. But damn it, to this day, I'm, like he showed me something. Mm-hmm. He showed me freaking leadership and leadership when it counts the most. Right. And it rose up, right? So I think people in a crisis are looking for leadership. Now, they don't always see it. And I'm not talking about negative – they're looking for what's they're looking for some place to like latch on to, mm-hmm. right? What is it like a storm, like a harbor in a storm? You're trying to latch on to, yeah. you're trying to anchor. And I think leaders are that. You're right. It's not, it can come from different places. Uh, the mayor of New- continuing with that, uh, Giuliani. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I think he's a berserkosaurus, <laughs> right? He's, yeah. he's a little, but at that time, yeah, for. Whatever it was. In that moment. In that moment, he was wonderful. Yeah. He was an anchor. So the mayor, 
That's not a very power. I mean, it's the mayor of New York, but it's not the president of the United States. Right. He he was really a rallying, like people anchored onto him. What are some of the attributes? Do you think of that? I I'm, I don't. So mean I, to, so to me, it it gets down to having a calming presence. So one of the things you talked about is not blowing smoke. So being honest, being truthful, being calm. People can sense panic. Animals can sense panic, right? That's, that's, that's just one of those things that we have that we can do. And you don't have to lie and tell people it's going to be fantastic. I think that the best thing you can do is, is say, we have a plan. It will evolve. But here's how we expect to get out of this. Here's the things we're going to do. We need you to help make this a reality. We need you to be on board and, su- and support and provide ideas on how we can change. So, so stop. I want to stop. I just want to capture because you're dropping these like pearls, mm-hmm. um, droppings <laughs> back, back to you're on the dropping roll. Um, so what was it? Stay calm. Yeah. And then, um, be truthful, mm-hmm. right? So stay calm. Be truthful. No bullshit, right? Right. Don't because bullshit actually has a negative. People can smell bullshit, right? Yep. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And it actually spins you. So they're like, oh, oh my god, they're bullshitting us. There must be something. Yeah, exactly. There must be. Then something they start else. to fill in the void of why. Yeah. Yeah. So be a tr- be a truth be a truth teller, um, and and I think that's that's incredibly important. And then share share a vision. This is this is where we're going. This is how we expect to so get there. So what's the plan? Right. And then you said, thank you for bringing me back. Yeah. And then what part do you play? Right. Like share the burden. Mm-hmm. Like leaders share the burden and not in an art of – again, it's in this collaborative way. And, it, and, and again, that hasn't happened. It is maybe just starting now. And that's one of the reasons why I think we're panicking so much in the, in the U.S. with the coronavirus is where is the where's the plan right right and and be a straight shooter i want to see how you react but if you think i'll use this, if 20 percent of the american public is good you think they're going to get it then then tell them i we think that 20 percent of the american public is going to get this thing mm-hmm. and here's our game plan we're going right. to we're going to activate the emergency powers act we're going to bring the national guard to bear we're going to have hard messages and we're going to isolate people your mm-hmm. kids are going to come out of school Right. This is real hard medicine. We need you not to panic, not right. to suck up toilet paper. Right. Don't take it will do, it will hurt everyone if you panic, if you have panic buying, panic selling mm-hmm. and things. You project and in fact if people are panic selling, we're gonna hold you accountable. We're gonna put you in jail. This is our game plan. That kind of stuff I think takes this really serious situation and brings it it doesn't diminish it, but it's it, it it gets us all on board, right? Right. I mean, I think that's a pattern. Yeah, I I think one of the interesting things that's happening is that leadership tends to be coming from the ground right now. So it's little little bits of leadership of churches closing. People I see on Reddit posting, "Hey, if you need help, I'm here. I can go get groceries. I can go oh, do say, this." Are you I seeing can, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. that's cool. So, so, so there's the grassroots stuff. Is yeah, cool. there's there's a lot of grassroots things that are happening where people recognize this is a situation and they are choosing to be a leader. So yeah. there there are tons of things that are happening that maybe there's not a ton of visibility on, but in the area where they can help, they are helping. 
they have said, Hey, I am healthy. I'm in good shape. I've got some neighbors that might, that, that might be in trouble. I can help them. Yeah. Let me reach out yep. there. There, there was a person going and putting notes on mailboxes saying, I can help. I can do this. Whatever you need, oh, reach out. Cool right. So it's things like that. That's leadership. Yeah. But I want to come back and almost disagree with what I said or what we both said. I do think so. Leadership comes from the group, but in large scale uh, panic situations, senior leadership has to step up or not. Without it matters. Yeah, it matters. Without a doubt. Yeah. All I'm saying is I don't know if grassroots. No. It's it's can't be the only answer. It like, is the yeah. To me, it's the same as we've talked about. An agile transformation can't happen without grassroots efforts and leadership supporting. Really, without have, it coming from both ends, it's not going to work. Yeah. So it, this is why, if you are a leader in your organization and something doesn't go as planned. It is incumbent upon you for the success of the company, for the success of the people that you work with, that you step in and figure things out, answer the hard questions, spend time, sit down, have a lot of discussions, try and provide people with clarity. With clarity, people will build their own hope. You, to, to what you said, Bob, you don't have to create this false hope. Yep. No one likes false hope. That's even scarier. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, but But just the facts of... This is where we are. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do next. Here's how Here's how we think things are going to change. We'll monitor. We'll adjust. We'll figure things out. But we need you to, to, to rally around us. And, and that's something that takes effort and energy and courage. To me, it's so it's so many of the things that we've talked about here on the podcast. Yeah, it's I'd agree. Trust. It's courage. It's honesty. It's all of those things that – that's that's when you find out who leaders are or who they aren't. I think there's a humility. So one of the I, I know I'm slamming Trump and but it's for this for the good of the podcast and mm-hmm. the example mm-hmm. that you brought up. Um, but he didn't show humility. So during one press conference, conference, and I saw him say it in the news. It was like, you know, remember he he's like I'm I'm brilliant or whatever it is I'm I'm the the lone genius or something like that and he's like I'm a genius when it comes to bio oh that's right he said he was smarter than all the scientists then he, yeah. well and actually the bio or whatever they are right the, the yeah. folks that are fighting this thing and so what I wanted to, so that's not the, that so now the leader is having this false bravado I think humility so just saying it uh, I'm the CEO of a company you're the technical lead mm-hmm. we had a technical glitch in the field 50 percent of our clients have turned off our app mm-hmm. it's a, it's a defining moment for us as a company mm-hmm. i get up there as a leader and i talk the way we're talking but then it's not about me solving it i take a step back and i talk about now ladies and gentlemen uh, josh i want josh i want you to listen to josh josh owns this josh understands what's going on he's closer to the problem and here's what his game so i have the humility to step back mm-hmm. and let an expert step in. Do you mm-hmm. know what? I, I hope I'm making sense, yeah. right? And, and I'm fully behind you. And I'm not throwing you under the bus. We're partners. Yeah. But I don't know. Right. Right. And I and it's not. It's about. It's about putting something. I wish Trump would have done that. It's like I don't have a freaking clue here. But I, what I do have is I have people that do this for a living. Yeah. Let's let's see what they have to say and give them give them full stage. What do you think? 
I think if you humility. don't do that, then people start to see you start trying to answer questions, whether asked or not, that you weren't qualified to exactly. answer. And people who likely are qualified are quickly going to say, hmm, that's not right. <laughs> you know, exactly. and then that that is that crack in the dam that people start to lose hope or lose faith. And that's when things can start to crumble. So in those moments, a very powerful thing is just the honesty of, I don't know, or we don't know yet, but here's how we're going to figure it out. And, and this is my team. Yeah. So I, what I wanted was team, mm -hmm. right? Get the best. I mean, we're the United States of America, or whatever. We're this company. We're the best at what we do. Here's our team. It's not about, so there's that notion of leading. But not making it all about you, I guess, is is what I'm saying. I think yeah. if, if it's a if it is about you, if it's like an investment issue or something, then fine, take that. But in many cases, it's not. It's like put the team out there. Right. What about? I was thinking also. Again, I keep is relationship building. So, so again, I'm using Trump as an example, but he has a history of lying or mm -hmm. misleading, and I think that lack of credibility is actually hurting him now. Right. It's like, well, I haven't been able to, you know, you haven't been able to tell the truth for two years. What makes me and, and he hasn't. He's right. really been blowing too much positive smoke mm -hmm. and, and that. So from I think it's important to do relationship building before the, the crisis. What do you think? Like, like, like build, yeah, it, build a relationship it, with your organization, build the trust. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked many times and other people have written about. The bank account of trust. Yeah, there there has to be steady investments. If there's like a large lump sum investment into that bank account, someone's like, well, "Wait a minute, what's going on? Like this isn't right." So it's one of those things. Is that over time, as you display leadership in small ways, maybe yeah. not in those big moments, but you just sit down and you talk and you understand people and their roles and their departments and what their struggles are and you give them support and you and you ask questions and you provide yep. anything and everything that they need then that trust is start to be built so that when something goes really crazy people are already trusting you right. don't have to prove that hey this is this is something that you should trust us on you've done that for years maybe decades i think it makes the the moment i go back to that bush moment i wasn't before that if you remember he was like a a joke on the uh, late night. Mm -hmm. He had he had made weird. He did weird things. Yeah, right. Was he the guy who almost shot someone on a honey? He just fumbled with words. He a fumbled lot. a lot. Yeah. He fumbled yeah. a lot. So I think in his case, I didn't have high trust in him. Which then during the crisis, he had to and he met it. He mm -hmm. raised the bar, mm -hmm. but it made that moment challenging. Right. He had to really leap tall buildings to get up there, and he did. I think if you do that relationship setting, trust setting, uh, it makes the galvanization of the organization easier for you. You don't have to leap tall buildings right. in order to get that leadership example. Okay, so let, let's let's create a a scenario. Um, we are new leaders. Um, it, it's our first time in roles like this. And our project, just uh, one of the major open source projects that we were counting on, just was acquired and shut down and is no longer 
usable for us. So, th- so this thing that we were counting on to enable us to reach the finish line, whatever it was within, you know, six months now, because we don't have this package, we're going to have to choose to buy something, which maybe we're a startup. We don't have the money. So it's going to take us six months longer. What as a new leader, I've, I've never done this before. You and I have done this before. We've been in these bad spots. Right. We've helped teams get through it. But the thing that I'm hopeful that we can do with this episode is provide a new leader with some extra support so that when something happens, because there's a potential with the economic world as it's happening, that your company might struggle. So in your example, you're just saying, what do you do? Yeah. How, how do you address the troops? How do you prepare for that moment? How do you handle things after? So I just want to give people something they can latch on to that um, if things don't go well and I'm in this leadership role, how do I do it well? So one of us, why, why doesn't one of us just sort of role play and go through, not go through this pit, the pitch, but go through our thought processes for it? You want to go first? Because sure. I've been dominating the I'm, my word count has been high. Well, so, relative to all the other episodes, or no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why don't why don't you go? For, why don't yeah. you go? again? I'm not trying sure. to put you on the spot. No, that's fine. But yeah. you go first, and then I'll 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 role play the same thing, and we'll see what the difference is, and I'll try to ignore what you said, and just so let's be ourselves, and you how would we attack that? Go ahead. Um. So first thing I would do as I go back to everything that we said is. I would gather as many facts as possible, knowing that maybe I don't have all of them. Who, who can I talk to? Who are the experts I can bring in? Who are the, who are the architects? Who are the team leads? Who are the, who are the agile coaches? So I would get the facts around two things. One, what's the situation that we're in? What are the options that we have? We would understand what the options are, which option that we think is the best direction for us to go, knowing that maybe there's two or three options that are out there that might be good, maybe not as good. So I would, so I would gather that that team of experts and say, okay, this is the situation. This is where we are. What are our options? Um, one of the things that I often do in moments like this is Apollo 13 there's that moment where you, they have, have to you fix. This oh, before? I do. I do it all the time. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, Is this where they have to look at all the materials and figure out right how to create like a? They have to make the square filter fit in the porta potty out of yeah. out of like a and parachute. And guys in space, right? Yeah. So they have a limited set of things they can do. You got to make a square filter fit in a a hole for a round filter, and it's one of those things where like, okay, this is the reality of the situation. We have this, and we have to make it work. With only this. And in that moment, they brought the smartest people they had and they said, okay, let's figure out the options. Let's go. So I would do that. I would understand what the options are. I And I'd walk out with option number one, knowing what option two and three are. Then I would talk to the experts of the people and understand what are people worried about. So you've got to figure out the problem. And then the other air quote problem that you have is just where – Where's the mindset of our folks and, and get to know that. Um, then at that moment, it's that time where you have to be prepared and by be prepared. One of the things is know as much as you can, but also it's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay that if you're 
talking, you've given your spiel. You said, okay, team, here's what happened. Here's our response. Here's the opportunities for us to change that as we go. We have a small team that has worked on that. If you see anything that's wrong with that, let us know. We can figure out what our options are. But we're going in this direction. This is why we think it's going to work. This is how we think we can do it. We're going to go make that happen. Any questions? And if somebody asks a question you don't have an answer for, don't fake it. In that moment, say, I don't know. Let's get some folks together and figure that out, right? Because as soon as you start faking it, people are going to start to figure out that you don't really know what you're doing and they start to lose faith and then hope is start is, is wasted at that moment. Um, so that, so that's the approach that I would take is just be as prepared as you can. You have to act quickly. Don't take two weeks to get prepared because in that void of leadership, in that void of direction, unfortunately people will fill in with negative instead of positive. So you have to be, Quick, but not in a hurry. Okay. I mean, I think the only change, the adjustment I would make, and and I'm trying to be honest, like I'm really trying to run the scenario. Mm -hmm. First, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't wait. So I would, I would talk to everyone. Oh, okay. I would talk to everyone right away. Right. Like before I would take any action. So, So the plan for the plan. I would, I I would basically, I mean, again, I'm, I would prepare. I'm not saying, you know, the shit hits the fan and then five milliseconds later, I'm talking to a thousand people. But I, I don't think I would prepare. I think I would want to get the information because people will, you know, the assumption is they know, Mm -hmm. right? Rumors fly and they're, they're going to know. So I would, uh, I would talk to everyone within an hour or hours uh i would uh give them the lay of the land Mm -hmm. the situation as i see it as the leader uh i would be calm i would be incredibly calm uh even if i had to take drugs beforehand or something right (laughs) if i had but i would be calm i would talk in terms of my experience i'd like i've experienced similar things okay yeah So, so i would i would talk about I am not ruffled by this. I do not have the answer. I do not know exactly what's wrong. Right. I don't have the path right this second, but I've encountered similar situations in the past. Uh, and based on great teamwork and the people that I've hired, uh, we've figured our path out. Mm-hmm. And I'm counting on that this time. So I would use it as a rallying cry. So mm-hmm. so take information. So basically take the rumor mill and cut it out. Yeah. Then what I would do is what you're doing, which is then immediately after, and I probably would get into like a daily poll mm-hmm. almost daily, every one or two days. I wouldn't let much more go. I would put together the best people we have, not make it not about me. Mm-hmm. And how are we planning? Then how are we executing? So total transparency on plan. What is our plan? Like you, you rolled out a plan. I would roll out the draft plan. Yeah. Like, like if it's phase one, phase two, phase three, phase one is just figure out what the hell's going on, get data. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting data. Our plan is to get data. Our plan beyond that, we don't know yet. The data right. will drive us to the plan. 
uh, our urgency is to get every mind, every brain that we have involved in getting the data so we can make a follow-up decision. Mm -hmm. There is no higher priority for us than that. So we will be focusing on that. Stay tuned tomorrow or the next day. We will give you a status update and a status update. Uh, And it's not status. It's transparency. Mm -hmm. We're going to be transparent. Then we'll just unfold this until we kick its ass and we put it behind us until we have the next, you know. And then we'll have another. This is life. Right. This is life. There's good stuff and there's bad stuff. And this is why we put together such a great team. So I would sort of. I would sort of I'm twisting a little bit or maybe no, adding I think that's a fantastic approach yeah. and changing what you yeah. said but I would I would literally get into this just post 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 I'd be like you were saying you know anyone any idea holy crap holy any idea I don't care if it's right. from I don't care where it can come from your kids yeah. I don't give a rat we have to we have to overcome this I want every mind I want your family's minds I want your minds <laughs> right. every mind into this every every idea is fair game get it into the game uh, but I'm going to lead too I would probably talk in terms of but I may make decisions that not everyone agrees with mm-hmm. right and, but but agree but realize that I have the best interest of every one of you in this company and our survival and our coming out of the end of this better than we went in that's my goal so I, I would sort of you know what I'm, I'm it's not a please this is not the time for democracy is what I'm trying to communicate right it's it's the time for collaboration but not the time we may have to make a hard decision. So hit me back. I mean, and again, I don't think what I said was so much different from what you were saying. Maybe there were some twists. No. React to what I was saying. To me, I think that's a fantastic calming approach Uh, because what I said left a little bit of a gap. So you heard me at the end trying to figure out how do I tighten up that gap because I knew there was some potential panic. So, So I said, be quick, but don't hurry. But I think you hitting it right in the nose, right out of the gate of like, okay, here's the situation. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to handle it. This is going to happen again. To me, I think that was a great message of this is, this is one of those things that happens to companies, happens to organizations, happens to things. We have to learn how to respond. Well, it's going to happen again. If we do this the right way, we'll come out better then we started. There's some core messaging, and I would probably, you know, like you, if you and I were in the company together, we would fine tune some of these core messages. Yeah. Um, and it's not a time just to solve the problem; it's a time to talk about, the, like the. I was intentional with the lack of democracy. We want to listen to all voices, but at the end of the day, it needs leadership, and I don't mean dictatorial leadership. Mm-hmm. Like we may have, we may actually have some really hard decisions to make. Right, like we have to cut a product line, for example. Right. right, not that we planned on cutting it, but we may have to trim a product line. We may have to lay off some folks. I want to let folks know, like what what are my what are my uh, key goals? What are my aspirations? What are key decision factors? The sooner I don't want to lay them all out, but I want to sort of let folks know, like here here's the balance. I'm leading. Mm-hmm. I'm leading us through this. This really challenging time. Uh, it goes, and it's not just the senior leaders. This could happen at a team level. So let's say this, a team encountered a really huge problem. Someone on that team has to step up. Yep. Know? And it's not everyone. It's probably someone in a leadership role on that team, maybe a team leader on that team, hopefully. I, I'm not precluding the other people, but we can't, in, in times when you're in like trouble, it can't be a democratic 
right? We're going to passionately debate everything. Every voice is going to get heard, every consideration, and then we're going to get to consensus, right? That could take months. It could take years to do something like that. And I, I can see you pausing. I would I think you disagree. Yeah, I, a little so, bit. Well, I I struggle with that, and I would still. It, it doesn't happen without engaging those brains. Correct. So you have to engage those brains. If you don't do that, then people turn off and people check out. So so uh, I'm saying me, well, I'm saying both a, though, right? It's a delicate balance. Yes. Of you have to. Enlist support, but but there are times where it sucks to be a leader. No, it, no and, don't say it that way. No, it's an honor to be a leader. To, your people are looking to you to lead. Well, right? and what I was saying by when it sucks to be a leader, it's you have to make the hard choice. Yes, yes, yes. And it's in that moment where it might not feel great, but you know it's the right thing to do. And everyone around you is going to see that. As long as you engage the brains, you're transparent, you set up your decision criteria as early as you can. You're you're not just transparent with the data, you're transparent with you. Yeah. Right? You're being transparent with what you're thinking. And you can even pivot it tomorrow, right? The the situation on the ground has changed. So I think that leadership role, you're guiding people through chaos. Yeah. Right through through all of these like this this chaotic reaction, uh, we're panicking. Mm-hmm. Right, so you you're you're the anchor or whoever right. whoever is the and, anchor and there. and it's so I want to anchor on the anchor. Right, so the, go back to your situation. Well, Did we talk about your scenario and so 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 I do want to anchor on being an anchor. Um, when I talked about when I said sometimes it sucks to be a leader. Think about the job of an anchor. On a giant boat, I get dropped to the bottom of the ocean, and my job is to find someone to grab onto and hold on for dear life as the current tries to yank this giant boat in a direction I don't want it to go. Correct. That's a really hard job. Well, and and the current is going to change. Yes. So you find a rock. Right. And I'm talking about a real anchor in yeah. a real ocean. Me too. So you yeah. find a space, yeah. and then suddenly the current changes. Right. There's a rip current, and it pulls you 90 degrees right. away. And now— And you're grasping at sand. You're grasping at sand, and you're looking for your next point. So you're pivoting. And you're and, and you're trying to hold, and your goal is to hold the ship as steady as possible, right? right? And and but things are shifting, shifting, and then hold, and then another shift and hold, right? And I like that metaphor. That's what the leaders. That's what we're talking right. about. And you are gra- like, imagine it's not just a giant metal anchor, but it's you there, and you're grabbing with every muscle in your body, trying to hang on, and it's hard. And then something happens. The current shifts, and now there's nothing to grab onto. But if you don't fight and grab, then the boat's going to end up in the middle of the it'll ocean. It'll, and, or it'll crash right, on, and, the, on the right, shore. And then the whole organization is in trouble. Correct. So that, that's, the, that's the difficulty. That's the, that's the challenge of leading well. You could be in a leadership position just be like, this is too hard. I'm out and let go. And maybe, maybe the winds take you to the right spot and you end up looking like a hero. Or maybe they end up in your washout. To well, there's see, some anti patterns. Right? Yeah. Let's use that. Let's continue that metaphor. So you could be the. It's too tough. I'm out. Mm-hmm. You could be the. It's all about me. It's not about the ship, mm-hmm. right? You could be. Uh, I'm afraid. You could freeze. 
right? You could oh, let yeah. you could let your imposter syndrome or something freeze you, mm-hmm. which is not right. Or you can anchor and work really hard. And then some of the premises we've talked about here is what? Let's have that list. Trust the people. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Stay calm. Mm-hmm. Right? No matter how hard it is, because folks will react to your calmness or your lack of calmness, right? Mm-hmm. They will resonate with you. So tell truth, be a straight shooter. Uh, don't don't break their don't break their souls, but be as straight shooter as possible. Right. Leverage every aspect of your team. Uh, share your decision criteria. Mm-hmm. Share yourself. Yeah, like what are you thinking? So not just just the situation, but what are you thinking? Are some of the tools I think to use when we're in a panic situation, right? And just keep pivoting and keep looking and keep. I love your. Sort of the arms, try like keep trying to grab right. onto something, grab yeah. onto a person, grab onto an idea, grab onto something else, and you don't really care which direction it's in as long as you stabilize. Right. How, yeah. how do we do with this? I feel pretty good. Do you? We had probably the bumpiest segue ever, um, but in the end, we didn't panic. Right. We held tight as an anchor, and we got the ship there. And and panic is. Um, I think in the, just in the last few minutes, so people have this, I do, I have this visualization of panic as someone bouncing off the walls, screaming and yelling, but it could be frozen, mm-hmm. right? Panic isn't always this visual outtake. Like a frenetic. A frenetic. Yeah. It can be that, yeah. but it could also be, I'm freaking frozen, mm-hmm. or it can be, I don't really care, right? right. I don't care. It's about me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to survive. I have my... I have my golden handcuffs, right? And I'll, I don't give a crap about that. Yeah, right. I, I would say that's not a visual. People wouldn't liken that to panic, but I would say in the crisis, mm-hmm. you're you're not responding effectively. You're panicking to towards yourself. Would you? So there's different forms of the panic. Well, it, it's like we talked about of visualizing that that anchor. There's that moment where, as that anchor, you have to realize. Am I going to be a leader? Am I going to find a way to make this happen? Or am I just going to let go? And wherever the winds take us, they take us because I'm not worried about that. Right. Or I'm frozen. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. So I don't do anything. Yeah. Um, all those options happen. So it's, it's in that moment. Are you going to be a leader? And never go alone. Yeah. I was just thinking as you were talking, I'm like, never go it alone. Never. I don't think any leader, uh, Bush, he had his arm around some. He he had his arm around the uh, chief of the fire chief. Remember mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. right? He so he wasn't he was he was not going it alone. He was right. leading, but he was but he had someone there. So I think part of it, and it goes back to you saying all the brains, all the brains, all the brains. Never mm-hmm. go alone. Yeah, like if you if you go alone, if you look at the world like I'm in this alone, you will fail. I think I think you better panic <laughs> because you're in trouble. Yeah, but if you have this. This collaborative view where I'm the anchor, but I'm I'm gathering folks to me, right. then I think success is around the corner for right. you. And one of the things that you mentioned as you built on top of the approach that I had is that this happens. So being good at it helps whatever you're leading succeed, be it a family, be it a company, be it a country, be it whatever it's, this is going to happen again. These challenges will present themselves. Um, and it's, it's the old saying of adversity never killed anybody, right? It's how they reacted to it. 
Right. So it's bad things are going to happen or maybe not bad things, just things you didn't expect to happen are going to happen. And you have a choice and you can choose whether you're going to respond and be a leader or you're going to freeze up or just set adrift and maybe you end up in the right spot. Maybe you don't. Um, or you can find a way to take charge and help drive towards a successful resolution. There's something you just click something in me and I wasn't thinking Orsk this, the, the coaching program I'm on, but Orsk talks about a technique when you're coaching someone called normalization and normalization is just the way it sounds is echoing to someone that that's so you're, it's normal, mm-hmm. right? It's normal to feel ca- it's crazy right now. It's normal for businesses to be up and down. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not normal for a business to cut for the last twenty years to never have adversity. Right, right? it's it, you, if I was personally coaching you, it's normal. You're not you. You know, you and your wife are not unique, Josh. Mm-hmm. People have ups and downs. They have hard spots and rough spots, and it's normal. Normally, they work through them in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, I think normalization is your is is. I wasn't thinking about it when I was going through the scenario. But the more as a leader that you can normalize the situation, it has a tendency to calm people down. It doesn't, it doesn't desensitize them to the situation, but it sensitizes them to this is life. This is sort of the ebb and flow of life, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Can we stick a fork in it? I think so. Well, let's a do nice, that. A nice, calm fork in it. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, (laughs) y'all. That might have been too creepy. (laughs) It was probably very creepy.